Hey, welcome to episode 79. We made a podcast, almost forgot. 79. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> episode 79, we made a podcast back in the building. We made a podcast.com at We Made a Podcast on all social media, Instagram, Twitter. We used Hit to, us up. We used to record, we used to do videos of these episodes, but Caesar is mad lazy. <laughs> we I, don't do no I videos. Don't no. I, I was scrolling back so far on our Instagram to see what I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie, I watched one of the day. I'm like, I was like, I kinda missed this. Yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, episode we made a uh, 79 we made a podcast we got a big time special guest today with us not in the building but in the building Dro the Gooner on the line from from Houston yeah, right yeah yeah what's up what, what, what part of Houston you in uh, I'm from the north side of Houston okay is that where is that where Slim Thug is from <laughs> yeah actually man believe it or not when I was in high school Slim Thug used to sell uh, my friends and I CDs <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he would literally come down the street and like pull up at the spot. Hey guys, I got the CDs, and we'll run up, <laughs> pay out five, ten bucks, get our CDs. Hey, I was gonna say when you said sell, I was like, don't incriminate, don't incriminate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man, not I'm, yet. I'm a square man. I, I, I couldn't I never imagine myself being involved in something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Not on this podcast, mm-hmm. anyway. Not, not to the. Oh, end. oh no, no, not We're to not going to convict ourselves. Not, <laughs> no, no. not, not to the end. Like in a couple hours, in, we'll, we'll talk about it off air. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this is our first time doing a remote episode. Uh, we got Dro coming in from Houston. He's on the phone, on the Bluetooth speaker. So if the audio is terrible, Forgive us. don't hit us up about that. Just hit us up about when the time. No, actually, no, hit us up in general because that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but don't be like, yeah, your audio <laughs> sucked that last time. I'm like, yeah, but all the other 77 episodes, it was good though. You got to comment. Okay. But yeah, uh, Dro is a big Arsenal fan. Dro the Gooner comes from that, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Big um, Gunner. Big time, big time Arsenal fan. Um, man, actually, it's a weird story how I found uh, found Arsenal. In uh, high school, I had to do a um, we took a sports management class, and I had to do a um, research paper. So basically, I kind of picked a sport out of a hat, and it was soccer. Mm. And this is like 2004, and so this is like during like the Invincible season. Mm. This is um, mm. during all that time period. So I kind of absorbed them. And to be honest with you, man, you know, growing up here in America. I kind of had a a, um, a different view of soccer. I kind of um, pushed it into a corner, like soccer is for these people and these people like soccer. Go ahead, and go, ahead, go play, ahead and say it. It's all good. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, and then when I yeah, you know, you especially in Texas, you know, you play football. Yeah, yeah absolutely. For yeah. These group of people, and so I kind of like <laughs> had a prejudice towards it, right? And so then when I seen Arsenal, I was like, whoa. He's a whole bunch of brothers out here, man, and they just smoking everybody. <laughs> Especially like so, when their best know. ones on Re. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, then seeing like you know guys like Vieira, and then uh, oh, ironically yeah. that year too, my position coach in football was short a soccer player for that mm. season, so he was like, "Hey, man, um, if you want to start next year, you're gonna play soccer." I'm like, and so uh, lucky for me, it was that, and uh, it was a teammate. He was from Barbados, so he was kind of he kind of introduced me to the game and kind of showed me different things. And ever since then, man, I'm like. I'm glued to soccer. That, that That's dope. I was going to ask you uh, how you got into it. So you got into soccer in like 2004? Yeah. And it was Arsenal ever since then? Yeah, ever since then. Come on, dog. You know you like Man U for a little bit. <laughs> no, 
I'll be honest with you, man. It was something like it was Roy Keane that turned me off from Manchester United, man. Uh, it was like, man, it was like, who is this jerk? Yeah, no, I feel you. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but no, I feel you because uh, even out here, too, like I grew up in San Diego. Uh, soccer was also for a certain group of people as well. Uh, Hispanic people. That's that's that, that, that's how we grew up. Uh, yeah, and, and so, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, that's how it was for me too. Even though um, I actually had a friend when I was really young who was Romanian, and we used to play soccer together. Actually, we used to, like me and him used to play together. Um, so I was kind of familiar with it, but I didn't know anything about watching it on TV and stuff like that. See, see, uh, me and you, Dro, are American. Okay, whoa, Caesar, whoa, 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 Caesar, whoa, whoa, whoa. Caesar was born in Brazil. Okay, he's a father. I'm not so, a father. Caesar has a different, like a like it's different. For I, him. I came in, I was five. Allegedly. Oh, you mean allegedly? <laughs> <laughs> he came here five years are ago. You, are you associating me with Hispanic people? Is that why yeah, I like I mean, soccer? You're, all, you're from Brazil. It's a soccer nation. Okay. So, so I mean, I'm saying I think that, the proper term is Lusano American, right? Oh, 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 oh snap. Right, American? I don't, well, we don't know if he's American yet. I haven't seen that American. What password. do you mean? <laughs> oh, 08, man. Oh, 08, I became an official American. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Like, so we can call you up to the national thing? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> yeah, we might need it. Um, so yeah, like, so for me too, it was like that too. Like, I mean, I grew up playing football, basketball, and soccer was definitely much, definitely like on the periphery for me. But yeah. like, I didn't. I thought I didn't think it was like whack or it was cool or anything. I just kind of didn't think about it. Just kind of whatever. But I got into soccer literally like what is it? Four years ago, like right before the last World Cup. uh, My other friend, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, the World Cup before this last one. um, Me and uh, Caesar and another friend of mine, they would always be talking about soccer, and I was like, you know what, like. I feel bad that I can't talk to Caesar about soccer. I'm going to get into soccer. And I was like finding out where to watch it. And then like I just yeah. like went really hard from Super. there. And now we made a podcast, the best soccer podcast in the world. Oh, that's cool, man. I, I love it, man. Because, But you know what, though? I tell people like, um, you know, when I tell my story and I hear stories, like just because we didn't grow up with the sport with us, we I, we actually add a different perspective to the game that Absolutely. maybe somebody mm-hmm. who grew up with the sport uh, has. Yeah, yeah. Like we can see it from a different angle. We can see it from a, like a. You think about American football, how you grow up watching film and breaking down things and seeing things before they happen. Yeah, it's almost like we take that same approach into watching soccer. Like absolutely, oh, there's the yeah. break. There's absolutely true. Uh, absolutely. I think one of our favorite episodes is the one where we did the NBA not NBA Eleven, right? Yeah, we did NFL. And we did NFL NBA Eleven, and I think it's we, we we put like NBA and NFL players into like a soccer starting eleven. Oh yeah, we. <laughs> Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, let me let me ask you guys this question, right? Go this ahead. is the argument that I get into with like MLS discussion groups. It's you know, what if LeBron grew up playing soccer? What if Kobe grew up playing soccer? And those guys always say, "Oh, just because they're a, a really good athlete doesn't mean they'll be a, a great soccer player." I'm like, bro, you take dedication, athleticism, and skill, and you dedicate it to a sport. What do you think the end result is going to be? I, I think, Caesar, who's the guy that you always say would be the best uh, soccer player? The, in the best world? soccer player in the whole world would be Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose before his knee injury. Uh, they're like, a, a, honestly, an NBA super athletic point guard would be the most elite basketball soccer player of all time on the field. Like, I just think they're too, they're just oh yeah. too athletic and they're too way in this. Like, like think about like something someone in midfield like Chris Paul. Like, oh my god! Like, like that, oh yeah, that footwork and like. Well, when people would say that to me and say, oh, he's just tall and lanky, I'm like, first of all, you're not watching other sports like I did. Like, I grew up on soccer, but my number one sport was basketball. I played basketball my whole life, and I used yeah. to watch both sports 
hardcore. So I would compare athletes all the time. And actually, I gravitated towards the soccer players that were bigger and stronger, like Adriano and Cristiano Ronaldo. Drug those bus. guys, drug but those guys to me were like next level athleticism. So someone like LeBron, if he was doing two way like he did in football, mm. you never well, LeBron, know what yeah, he could do. LeBron but, might be too tall. No, he might be too tall, but you never he could be he could be somewhere in the back. You never know. Like yeah. his his athletic athleticism could compensate for his over height. In the sport, and it might be a little bit too dominant. To be honest with you, no, I, well, I think in the back I, line he'd be pretty good. He's six. Yeah, think nine. about think about LeBron in the back line. Though. The line Yo, Peter tonight. Crouch plays plays yeah, striker. Right, right, he's right. six ten. Yeah, no, he's, he might, he's six five. He, look, he looks six <laughs> ten. <laughs> okay, no. Lasina Troy is like seven one. <laughs> he's trash. <laughs> okay, yeah, Joe. Honestly, that's true. Like. You, okay, you're talking about MLS discussion groups. Oh, like, God. I already know who is, who's in there, <laughs> and, like, they already know their angle. But, like, if you don't know other sports, like, a lot of, yeah, you know, for us, like, watching football, and like you said, like, being able to, like, see things before they happen, yep. I think taking, like, that ability into soccer, those guys don't understand, like, I, I mean, I got to be so honest. Most, like, the soccer athletes, they're not, like, that great of athletes. No, they're not. Like, I look yeah. at Gerard Piquet, like, he is not an athlete. Oh, yeah. And oh, this yeah. guy is a superstar on the best team in the world and, 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 and a star. He's, like, Hall of Famer. So if, yeah. you, if you put and – he, and he's not even, like, you know, very tall or anything like that. If you put, like, a Division two basketball player – with that level of, uh, or like a, or no, no, we talked about Division Two basketball football players. Yeah, you get some of you these get, guys that you see in these combines that never oh make my it. Gosh. I'm like, this guy would be oh, yeah. an elite player, yeah, like on be, the wing or something. They, oh they, my they'd God. be, they would be the best soccer player in the world. Can you imagine like Jonathan Ross playing the winger? He runs like a a four two one or something. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> those MLS discussion groups though. I, they I don't know. I, I know what I know. I can't what, help myself. <laughs> no, no. I can't help myself with an argument, man. We, we used to be in there too. Yeah, the thing is, is like when you wa- like when you watch some of those combines and you watch a shuttle drill, and I'm like, yo, you can't watch an NFL shuttle drill and not think that these guys are not only this is how an elite athlete looks like yeah. and what they would do in the sport. Like if they only played that, it would be t- if America invested all that into sports and all that. It'd be it'd be yeah, unreal. It would be fair. It would be fair. Yeah, it would be, be fair, honestly. <laughs> I, I, we would we would literally be like France or Brazil times ten. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't have you'd be Brazil all day. It's ridiculous. Honestly, Drew, we've talked about it many times on the podcast. Like, I think that that's why soccer is not. Uh, you know, pushed more in certain communities. Oh my god, bro! I think. It, like, oh my god! I, honestly, I say the I, same thing. I think man. it's. I'm I mean, kind of thinking it. I don't even want to say I think. Like I know for it's sure. on no, purpose. For sure. It's on purpose because they don't want. Okay, I think it's two reasons. I think that the USA soccer is invested in being mediocre. I think they would prefer to be mediocre and keep yep. it in a certain a certain people playing. And yep. also, and I'm going to just be very frank about please, it. Please be frank. I, think, I don't think they want black kids knowing there's a whole world out there. I think they want to keep yeah. them in this pipeline of just basketball, uh, just the ones that, that enter sports. I want the, I think they want to keep them in this pipeline of basketball and football, and you're going to make us loads of money from high school to, to, to pros if you make it. But if you get yeah. into soccer, obviously the, the whole world opens up. You, we're, Hulk Hulk uh, went from playing in Brazil, went to Japan, w- w- went to Japan, yeah. went to Russia, then went to China like and, that, and, and, Portugal. and Portugal. Yeah, so like I don't, I think it's literally on purpose. They don't want black kids 
knowing there's a whole world of opportunities uh, uh, out there learning, as an athlete. Yeah, I mean, I think like, uh, like what, what, do you, what do you think about that? I'll tell you what, like, I'll be honest with you. Uh, right now, my son's youth team, he's the only black kid on his team. Everyone else is of uh, different origins. And also, um, I watched a documentary, because, uh, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a soccer nerd. So I watched a documentary about uh, Le Blue on um, Netflix. And it was talking about what um, Lauren Blanc said, like, mm. oh, look at the team. It's all black and Arabs. Mm-hmm. Or I think about somebody like Zico. Zico it took, look how long it took for Zico to emerge through the Brazilian national team. Mm-hmm. You had so many Pele's, you know, he was, it's almost like if we showed them this game, if we invest into the black community, we invest into the Hispanic community, imagine what this national team might look like. They don't want that. They no. don't want it. It, they, it might look like France's national team, where it's black of course it would. Oh, of course it would. Two or three white, they you know. France is what they're trying to not model themselves yeah, after. No. They don't, I think they don't. I think they're invested in being mediocre. And, and you can be mediocre and keep these kids from knowing there's a whole world out there. You can also sell coaching, too. Like You can allow coaches to come over here and get coaching licenses. Oh, oh I'm, I have the Brazilian soccer school. Uh, I was a scout for FC Barcelona. Let me coach your kids. I can turn them into world champions. And, yeah. Or you can be hustled like Jurgen. Uh, Clinton hustled up. Oh, I, I got all these brilliant ideas. I'm going to make this and this happen. And at the end of the day, you didn't have anything. Oh, he was trash. All he, uh, all he did was give out them, them citizenships to the Army players. <laughs> our, our, <laughs> <laughs> the whole team full of on-base burn born players. John Brooks and shit. <laughs> the only people you can get is on-base players? <laughs> Reserve guys? Yeah. First of all, hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, Germany, who don't you want? We'll take those. Guys. Yeah, exactly. Hey, oh, is that another yeah. guy born on a base? We'll yeah, take that guy you can with that him. Illinois tattoo, even though he's never been there. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that tattoo is terrible. <laughs> but yeah, so okay, so um, your son is playing youth soccer right now, and yeah. like, oh god, D- does he play club or does he play like on a on like uh, you know, local or city school or city's like team or something? It, it, it's um. I guess it would be like a city team. It's like a, uh, a organization that has different teams, mm-hmm. but we play against like club teams. Uh, like if you're playing against kids that are like, you watch them play. Like I, for example, um, um, and then uh, this past week we were playing against a team and they were passing the ball out the back, and they were oh, literally wow. pass the ball out the back, and their coach was telling them press, press, press. My kids, coach. And all our kids were pressed, and they would just literally pass the ball around through the outside, and they're up the field like in three passes. Ooh. And I'm literally on the sideline waving my hands like, that's the idea of passing out of the back, man. Oh, they, oh want, yeah. <laughs> they want you to press oh, so they can pass around you. They, they, they didn't have Petter Check back there trying to pass the ball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they couldn't. Yeah, Emerson. <laughs> yeah, we, couldn't, we didn't have a six-foot-eight kid we could just huff it long to. And... <laughs> um, the thing is, is like, I was wondering, like, and is is this like a has you have you seen did, when you were like putting your child into soccer? Did you like consider like these higher level club teams to see like their price ranges? Oh man, that's a whole that's a whole podcast alone, man. man. I mean, yeah, we, we yeah. talked about we, it many we've times. gone this extensively. It's crazy. Um, like, uh, there's the club here that's really good. It's, there's a club in the Houston area. It's on the opposite side of the town of where I currently live. Mm-hmm. But they have produced like two awesome players. They have a uh, they had a kid go to Bayern Munich, and mm. I yesterday I looked at their uh, registration fees, and it's like just to even get your foot in the door is like eleven hundred bucks. Oh, God, damn! Uh, and it's like, 
you love your kid, you believe in your kid. But I mean, it's just getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and, and, that, and just like you said, there's a there's a a financial incentive to of who can play the game and who can we market this game Payable. to and who controls the game. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you didn't make the U.S. national team because we never saw you at any USA showcases. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, that's why I love guys like Hercules Gomez who can kind of tell his story like, I was a poor Hispanic kid and the only reason why I played for this team because somebody's dad saw me and thought I was good enough and paid my way for me to play. And so until we get away from that, we will never unlock the full potential of U.S. soccer. I, I bet it won't happen. <laughs> it will not happen. Not, not with a Goldman Sachs uh, uh, yeah, yeah, not, CEO. Not, honestly, like during the whole like uh, USSF, ele- uh, although I called it a selection, but that election time, we were back in Hope Solo like crazy because she was talking about stuff like that. And then they wouldn't yeah. hire uh, so-called elected Carlos, was it Carlos Cordero or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Cordero. Some yeah. dude that came from Goldman Sachs, some, some, some old money guy. Who was who was like the vice president for the, Sunil? And, and the second place was the other woman who was like also yeah, an accounting yeah, yeah. background. So, 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 so you have money two for, accounting yeah. background people that finished top two. Yeah. And Hope Soul is way yeah. at the bottom. She's the only one talking about Real getting issues. rid of paywalls and yeah. making it affordable and, and she, equal. And, and she also had the same story as Hooker Lee's Gomez. Paying, had to, had yeah, to, she was, was from poor. a poor community yeah. in, in, in rural Washington having to like struggle to pay her way. Yeah. And I'll take it a step further. If you guys ever, man, check this brother out. His name is Kefren Fuller. Man, check this guy out. Um, he, he did the 343 uh, podcast with John Frownage, and he basically told his story. He's kind of like us. Hmm. A, you know, black guy, black neighborhood, picked up the game, started playing. And so he said he created his own, um, like, inner-city soccer program. Okay. And he actually pitched it to Sunil Galati. Hmm. And you know what he said? We'll get to it. Uh, that was like That he, was literally like four or five years ago. Yeah, he probably said, how much money are y'all making? He was like, well, you know, it's a non-profit. He was like, non-profit? In, uh, in two, I think it was 2005 or 2006, MLS had done this, like, outreach program in uh, urban neighborhoods. And uh, they selected, like, three kids from, like, all-star teams and non-club teams. Like, uh, it was me, another kid, and uh, I forgot. I think the other one was Jesse's artist. But um, I, I think that's who it was. And they selected uh, players to, like... Meet with other like MLS athletes who are like minorities or something like that. It was like that's awkward. It was so awkward. It was like just weird. Like three, three of the uh, I remember like two. Of the, I didn't go because like the name of the athletes that they brought were like all like foreign players. Mm. Like you're trying to get kids in urban and and, and lower socioeconomic neighborhoods to play soccer, but you're getting us to meet people we never heard of in MLS who are foreign. How am I supposed to, as 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 a as a minority in America, resonate with this guy who barely speaks English to me? That doesn't Speak inspire Portuguese. me. That doesn't inspire me to play the sport. That- Caesar fronting. He, he Caesar grew up in a nice neighborhood in Long Beach, California. Oh yeah, he grew up in a real, <laughs> oh, yeah. real nice oh, yeah. neighborhood in oh, okay. Long Beach, California. Word up. <laughs> hey, uh, Drew, I wanted to ask you before we get into this Arsenal talk. Um, What's up? How, how, uh, how you know? I'm not trying to like uh, pander to you, Whoa. but last year we made a podcast. We talk about everything and we bring up all kinds of stuff on this show. Uh, last yeah. year we had like a five minute segment uh, during Hurricane Harvey. You know, we wanted to show some love and send some love out to Houston. Was it Harvey or Irma? Harvey. 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 Um, I wanted to know like how how did you guys like. I mean, you're down there. You're in Houston. Like, how was that uh, experience for you guys? Um, I actually have a really like, like crazy 
scary story behind it. Okay, hey, take your time. So what happened? Okay, what happened was was the that was the day of the Floyd Mayweather fight. So mm. we were I had been watching the news and everyone had been watching the news, expecting the storm to because all that week the storm was supposed to make direct landfall into Houston. Uh. Well, it didn't. It hit Corpus Christi. So we kind of a lot of people in Houston kind of blew it off like you okay. know you know it hit Corpus Christi. It'll keep on that path. It'll dissipate. Mm. So everyone started leaving their house maybe like. Four or five o'clock. Everybody started going to the bars to watch the fight. Mm. Actually, I, me, my wife, and my two kids, we went to my dad's house to watch the fight. Mm. And while we're there, we hear the thunder crack. And we're mm. like, whoa, what's going on? And it's loud. So we said, hey, let's leave. Because my dad stays maybe like 20 minutes for me. Mm. So my wife and I were like, okay, let's leave. Let's hop in the car. Let's just go home and see if we can beat the storm. Well, halfway there, it literally just, the water dropped out of the sky to the point where we had to it was raining so hard we couldn't move, and we were on the freeway, mm. you know, up high on the overpass. Ooh. And so it's storming, it's wind blowing, and my wife and I are kind of debating, like, man, should we do we need to get out of this car and, and try to make it home? Because we were, like, probably, like, two minutes from my house driving, but that's, like, ten minutes walking. Yeah. And uh, so finally um, a constable came up, and he just let us know. He said, hey, guys, the rain is not going to let up. You guys should move. Uh. And so – we grabbed, we, we waited till it rained and we grabbed our kids and we got out of our car and walked on the freeway. Mm. And we walked, we walked down the upcoming ramp to get on the freeway. So we have to walk down it. Good and gosh. when we hit the water, the water is literally like up to my wife's uh, chest. Oh, we, wow. had to, we had to take our eight year old and our four year old and, and literally, I had to carry my eight year old on my, well, I, I, um, he was tall enough to walk through some of the water. Uh. And so my wife had to carry my daughter, and I'm basically holding her hand. We're walking, just treading, wading through the water. That's crazy. Until we get to um, close to our house. And then once we get to our house, we realize that uh, I seen another guy. He was stuck in the parking lot. He said, because uh, we live by a movie theater. And he said, hey, guys, the water is deeper before you get into your apartment. Oh, man. And so I had to put my eight-year-old son on my shoulders, and we made it across the street. Our whole entire parking lot was flooded. So that's why I said it was like scary, but yet a kind of a good thing that we got stuck on the freeway because our car would have flooded in our own uh, parking lot. Oh, so you just went back and got your car? Yeah, I went back and got my car the next day. It was fine. By then, some of the water had dissipated. But what happened was, and I didn't realize thinking about it, was that it had been raining off and on that whole week. So all, all of our bayou systems, all of all that stuff, had, the ground was already soaked, and then you get that much rain in that period of time, and that's crazy. You know, so yeah. it was literally like a, a a pool out there. What what the hell was JJ Watt doing that? Did, did, did that JJ Watt was that real or was that Fugazi? Was that was that fake? <laughs> you know what? He actually stepped out. Was one of the first people to step out and uh, take donations and, uh, and and try to help people. Me personally, I didn't need any. You know, I didn't have any damage, so I didn't oh, okay. I didn't reach out and I didn't uh, have to have the help. But um, it was uh, a lot of people because. Houston is kind of like, you know, think of it like L.A., where it's like, okay, there, here's the city, but then here's these thousands of small cities that surround the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we literally had, like, our um, our uh, the air now. We had the Coast Guard flew over my apartment complex, so mm. rescuing people, because there were different neighborhoods. Like, my mother's law neighborhood, it flooded. Mm. So those people, people had to be pulled out of their houses. And then where I stay, there are a lot of uh, bayou systems. I know you guys know what a, a bayou is, like a small river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and Houston is full of bayous. That's how we, you know, channel water out of the city. And mm. that 
once one or two of the major bayous get back up, that's it. The city is pretty much we're 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 not as bad as New Orleans, but we're pretty close as far as being under the sea level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember it was going on. I was like, damn, it's like. I mean, I used to be in Virginia, and we would get, like, the tail end of the hurricane. Caesar used to live in Hawaii for a little bit, so you get them, like, tropical oh, storms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, But, like, what what happened in uh, in Houston last Never year? Never experienced was, that. That's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad, you, I'm glad y'all were safe so we could uh, talk about – so we could, like, talk some shit about Arsenal. <laughs> no, I'm joking. So we could talk about <laughs> – Hey. I, I, I thought shit about Arsenal to Arsenal fans, man. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, you got to. You only love your team if you hate your team. You got to be the number one hater. Yeah. Your favorite team. If, if you if you hate I your team, I try to explain that to other fans, man, and they just don't get it. No, soccer fans aren't like that. No. <laughs> um, okay, so Arsenal. Like I said, I've been watching a lot of Arsenal this year, and I, actually, I watched a little bit of Arsenal last year too until they started being kind of whack. Um, <laughs> last year, they finished sixth. I, was that a failure in your eyes? It was because I'm be honest with you guys, man. I was an arson out guy back in 2009. Wow. Oh, damn! Vanger out, oh nine, veteran. Yes, <laughs> and and because you could see football changing, you could see the 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 game changing, and yet he wasn't adapting to it. You know, actually, so like, that's when I realized, like, let's we need to move on from this guy, or we're going to end up in a Liverpool situation where we're going to be in the Europa League. We're going to finish sixth and seventh. I was saying this years ago. And all of my all the Arsenal fans I knew, they were literally like telling me I was completely out of there. You know, I was saying Wenger out last year too, and I was saying I kind of feel sorry for it. Wenger and Caesar would laugh at me, but uh, <laughs> but um, I was saying just because he's so old, I felt like he just couldn't relate to the players anymore. Like I'm just like this guy is just so out of touch. Like he's like this old wise French. football wizard. And like these yeah. guys are trying to turn up and dab and 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 and, and do the Millie rock, <laughs> and he's just like, wait, what's going on here? Like who? Like who's this old guy with all these young guys? It's kind of creepy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Thirteen losses last year. They ended up in Europa League. Uh, but let's not dwell in the past. Um, well, actually, let's dwell in this past. Last time they won the league was the o three o four season. Right when you got in there, that was the last time you saw them win the league. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? And, and then that happened, and then, what, three, four, two or three years later, they make the UEFA Champions League final, and I'm like, you know what? We got this, man. We're going to bounce back. I'm not worried about losing to Barcelona. We got you guys next year. <laughs> and drought. you know what happened after that. Big drought. Um, yeah. Um, but right now, I've been, I, I've, like I said, I think I've watched all – I haven't watched – I think I watched one or two of their Europa League games. I think maybe just one. Um, but, like, most of their league games I've watched so far um, – me and Caesar both. Uh, I remember when Arsenal got like a Zet. We had like a whole long segment oh, yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited for Arsenal. Lacazette is just like. I don't think they really like. I don't think a lot of fans knew about Lacazette or no, what no, his no, skill set was. They didn't. You know, we were watching him. I think before he went to, we probably watched him for two seasons in a row. Maybe we, we, three wa- we were watching for two, three seasons, and at especially his golden year when he had like I think twenty seven. He, no, he he won the uh, Pachichi in, but, in France. Pachichi, <laughs> the Golden Boot. <laughs> God, he had like twenty seven league goals or something. Like but that. but you made a really. Oh, I'll yeah. never forget. I'll never forget the point you made about that year. Hmm. You said that he didn't score against any of the teams in the no, top four, top, top five. He didn't score against that any was top really. Five teams. And I was like, look, the Arsenal move is good, but I still want. I want to see. I want to see a little more sauce, but but for sure, we always knew that he had the absolutely 
overall skill set. He was Amazing. he's like one of those guys that's balanced but high level balanced. Oh, like it's not yeah. like oh I'm just balanced but good at everything. I'm really good at all these categories. He he has the skill set of Kunaguero. Yeah, for real. That's, that's a good skill set. Yeah. Except bigger size, much bigger size. But he's not like he's not that much bigger actually, but he plays bigger. Really? He's not he's not a big Kuna, guy. Kuna's really small. Like I said, it's not but, that. But much. you think about it: the, the league owners is more it was a more physical league than La Liga. So you, 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 your body will naturally prepare itself for that combat. Yeah, you know, he, yeah that's he, true. You know, going in, battling with guys, bumping yeah. against guys, those center defensive midfielders knocking them off, center backs yeah. knocking them off. So he, he, he built a uh, built himself up to, uh, to prepare for that. And I'm like, you guys, I was watching Lacazette too, and the thing about the Arsenal fan base is anytime we, we get ready to buy a player mm. and then you go out and you, you know, I'm not going to call out any other podcast. I'm not going to call Go out ahead, go other, ahead. I'm down. We want all no. the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's certain Arsenal fan channels. When you listen to the fans, those guys that organize those channels and run those channels and mm. you listen to those guys talk, they have no clue about any other style of football. No, so Lock- they don't. Who is this Lacazette? Who is this guy? I heard he's not that very good. Yeah. Uh, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, do you not watch any other team except for Arsenal? That's true. That's all they watch. No, all they watch is one team. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Honestly, uh, Drew, like the one thing that we've said from the get-go on this podcast is we and, – and, and honestly, like this is like the fatal flaw of – Soccer, I think, is the worst. You know, I, I think we, I, like, for people like us, like, growing up with the American sports media, although it's hella, yeah. although it's hella racist, they are very uh, meticulous. Yeah, and they get true. really smart guys. Like, yeah. these guys know what they're talking about. Especially in football. They go really Especially hard. Especially in football. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. I never watch, like, a football program and, like, are, are very critical of the people talking. And soccer media is the worst ever. But the problem is, is they talk about players and teams that they don't watch. And they talk yeah. about it like they know what they're talking Like, you can't tell me about a player based on stats. You got to watch the games. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, the, the inclusion of, like, analytics and soccer has been so backwards to me because I'm like, you're dropping me possession numbers and all this. But the, the game of soccer works more than that because... Let's say if you're a team that relies on the counterattack, why would you be a why would possession based soccer be be in your favor? Like all this stuff doesn't work. Like you gotta watch you have to the watch games. the games, man. Like, yeah, uh, hey guys, according to uh, stat, uh, no player has created more chances than Mesut Ozil. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, he's not that oh, bad. He's like, great. If me? it wasn't for Mesut Ozil, man, we wouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, and that's the thing, like. The soccer pundits and a lot of these other podcasts and like some of the, I, to be honest with you, I don't really listen to a whole bunch of other like podcasts and stuff. I just watch the BN shows, just kind of, just kind of like because that's where I started. I used to watch ESPN FC, not anymore. Yeah, no, ESPN FC is terrible. But um, oh man, I kind I like it except for one person who kind of rubs me the wrong way. The Scottish guy or what's the name? Which one? No, I'll be honest with you, Shaka Hislop. Oh, he's ridiculous. With, no, without. Craig Burley, he he offers really great analysis and insight. But it's like when Craig Burley's on the show with him, it's a, what you say, Craig? I, I totally agree with you, Craig. Which, oh, you think that, Craig? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Craig. One of those? It's like, Shaka, man, prove your, argue your point, stand your ground. Because mm. they were having, a, like, a couple of episodes, they were having a debate about Messi. And he didn't think Messi was the greatest player of all time. Oh. And he just let Stevie Nichol and Craig just berate him and draw. I'm like, Shaka, make your point, back it up with evidence, stand on your own two feet. And leave it there, man. It's, it's true, actually. On ESPN FC, they, lo- they love to gang up. 
There's no yeah. differentiation. and differentiation. That's why I don't like the show because there's not enough opinions for me. Yeah, like, think, everybody's yeah. like the same, and the only one that got went hard was like the Moreno dude. But I'm like, you're screaming, but you're like an MLS player. Like I don't yeah. know why you're criticizing these dudes, these I, players. I feel like the style, yeah. the style for me, ESPNFC kind of seems like just like grumpy old guys. Like yeah. I could see somebody like being into it, but I just feel like it's it's not really for me. I don't even really like the BN shows, honestly. Either I fast forward half of the show most of the time. But I just, just to know, like, what's going on, I'll, I'll watch that. But, like, other people's podcasts and stuff, I don't really tune in. Every once in a while, I will, just to kind of, like, see the competition, so to speak. And I'm just like, damn, we're so much better. But um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, you are. But, I'll be honest with you, man, because I listen to a lot of other podcasts. And, you know, other podcasts offer different insights, so I listen to them for different reasons. And, I, and the reason why, I, you know, I like you guys' shows because you guys talk about the sport the way – you don't treat it like it's a, 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 a different sport. You don't treat it like it's a special sport. You talk about it like how guys will argue about basketball or football in the barbershop. And yeah. that's what I like about you guys. It's almost like it's what um, it's what uh, TNT and Bleacher Report soccer show wants to be. Like, we're cool guys talking about soccer. <laughs> but yet it's still like – it still has like that niche sport vibe to it. Versus yeah. a couple of guys well, talking about what they saw in the game. With, with Ikea couches and Steve Nash – yeah, 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 and Tim Howard. I'm like, I don't want to hear a goalie. I don't want to hear no goalies. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, you, I, tell me you played the sport if you actually played it. I'll never forget. <laughs> Yarmolenko had him on his back that year in Europa League. Uh, uh, but uh, damn, what we were talking about before that. Um, oh, uh, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the pundits, the so called pundits and people, they will make they will have opinions about players and teams. That they haven't watched, and at the, you know what, the, and also that was that, um, also the difference. I think. Can you hear us, Drew? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, um, what we'll do is like, okay, let's say we're talking about whatever comes up. Uh, some player, um, Mario Gutsa. I'll be like, yeah. well, look, I haven't seen a dude play in like three years, but you know, <laughs> but like. We will we will admit what we've watched. Like I only I haven't seen this team play except for this game. I watched this many games of this team. Where, whereas yeah. other soccer, I've, I've honestly I've never heard anybody say that. Like oh I only watched that guy play like a couple times. They this never admit it. They never admit it. Yeah, and, and you it, can it, tell during the World Cup every time, especially with Fox. If you're watching Fox's coverage of the World oh, Cup, oh my you'll God, see Fox. people like um, they'll mispronounce the player's name. Say the player plays for the wrong team, plays in the wrong position. It's like how arrogantly clueless of you to to not do your research, especially like I'll be honest with you. When it comes to a lot of South American teams and a lot of African teams, it's like they are the, the pundits there are totally clueless as to who these players are, yeah. how, the, how the teams qualify for the tournament, and and just yeah. kind of give like a plain a plain generic statement. Like they never get uh, Senegal. They're fast and strong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're athletic. They're athletic. They're, really They're fast. Good. I'm like, what? You're not. What are you talking about, man? You're racist. <laughs> I'm like, they got three fast players. I mean, they're fast. I, I would. <laughs> I would talk about another player who they always mess up, especially this season. But we're boycotting. Oh yeah, yeah, we're, we're boycotting, boycotting that guy. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, I'm with you guys on that. That was, you know, I, I'm the oldest brother. I have four sisters. Uh, um, I have a daughter. So, and I have another daughter on the way. So, I'm with you guys. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. And I, you know what? This is the perfect time for men to teach your sons a lesson. Absolutely. Carry yourself like a gentleman. Carry yourself like a gentleman. No matter what anyone else does, 
carry yourself like a gentleman. Absolutely. Nobody owes you anything. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the pundits get it wrong all the time. Lacazette, when, when they said Lacazette's going to Arsenal, I'm like, these guys are getting a beast, especially yeah. especially this season. Oh, my God. I, I, I can imagine how you feel as an Arsenal guy watching Lacazette track back and make defensive plays. Oh, oh my so God. Much. Is Bill? I'm just like, look at this. Look what he learned from Cavani playing out there. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> stupid. Look at, look at him watching Cavani film. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> I'm literally, I, especially this last game against uh, Fulham, I was literally looking at the TV, smiling with a small tear running down the side of my face. Like, <laughs> this is what we can be. <laughs> What's crazy is like, not only is he like tracks back, but he actually like offensively, he plays really oh, nice. He's like, amazing. He's really slick. Okay, I got a question for you. I, I got like a I got like a bunch of like different little notes right here. Um, about, 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 about Arsenal. It's a new notepad. No, this is just this is like for this episode. Uh, Rough. What what did you think about Olivier Giroud? Okay. At first I was frustrated with Olivier Giroud because of the chances he did miss. Mm. But then you have to act what you and, and I didn't realize that until this season. You have to realize what were those players being asked to do under Wenger's system? Mm. And then with watching him with France and watching him with Chelsea, he's not a he's not going to be that twenty five goals striker. That's not his game. Hell he's no. a setup man. You cross the ball into him, he knocks it down, he chests it down, he links up play. He does he the dirty work. Ball up, he links. That's his that's his game plan. Hmm. And what we didn't do was we didn't build a team around him to for him to be successful. If you look at him with France, look at Giroud playing up top, and who does he have behind him? He has basically a false nine playing that attacking midfield. He has. Um, Griezmann. Griezmann. Yeah. Ozil's not going to score goals. Ozil's not going to shoot. He's going <laughs> to hold the ball up, pass it uh, sideways. Yep, laterally. the ball again, pass oh. it again sideways. And it was our fault as Arsenal fans for not praising the guy for what he did. He was just the wrong player at the wrong time in, in the wrong system. And, and it was Arsenal fans' uh, fault for not knowing what Ozil they were getting when they got him from Real. Because I'll never Thank forget, you. that's exactly the reason why Real got rid of him is because he's too lateral, Thank too you. passive. You have a player team full of killers and you're being too passive. They don't want that at that time, especially that coach didn't want that in his scheme. Honestly, maybe now with, with the players at Cruz they have, they, they, he would have fit a little better. But his style just wasn't conducive to what Real was doing. The And then Ozil kind of gave everybody false hope in that first season where he was kind of turning up for like 20 games and then he became yeah. normal again. He's like, oh, no, this is me now. <laughs> Here's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you know what's funny? Like, I'm really happy you said that about Olivier Giroud because I remember arguing with Caesar on here about Olivier Giroud. I was like, dude, I'm watching him play. I remember um, when Arsenal played Monaco in that Champions League when Monaco beat them. Um, yeah, that's when like Giroud missed some chances, and I remember Wenger took him out, and I was like, "Yeah, take him out, whatever." He's missing chances, but as I watched him over time, I'm like, "Yo, like he's a really." I I think a lot of just again, this is something me and Caesar talk about a lot on the podcast. Like a lot of soccer fans, they think it's FIFA. They don't really know what a center yeah. forward does. I'm like, yo, Olivia Giroud wins every ball that in the air that comes to him. He wins every single one. He's a really good uh, a distributor of the ball. He's not greedy trying to score everything. All the, he's slow, and there's other center forwards better than him. He's yeah. But but like, as somebody that will push the line and and will win balls and will pass it to the right guy, he doesn't give up the ball cheaply very often. He will make yeah. some defensive plays. He'll slide and stuff like that. 
He's super solid, but yeah, I think. Uh, and when, another thing too is like, especially you know what I said. You know, since we're going to be honest, I'll be honest with you guys. Yeah, especially with English fans. Oh, and I know no disrespect to those guys because those guys go to every match. They support the club. Ah, yeah, there. I no disrespect. I'm super <laughs> hat to those guys, but they literally look at a position and go, a number nine should be this, a seven should be this, an eleven should be this, a what? ten should be this, a number two. Should yeah, be. an eight. Like, they literally, like if you don't do exactly what you think that position should do then you suck they, they don't know dude. They don't. And, and not even that like honestly like would they look at a player like Giroud and now it's like they always expect every center forward to be like doing scissor kicks and crossovers all day like <laughs> yeah. like they're all Ronaldo or something like that I'm like boycott but um but the thing is is like what 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 you, what you need to understand is that like players like that they do the work that no one else wants to do and that maybe if they actually had proper analytics set up would show like positive and plus minuses when he's on the field versus when he gets subbed out the field they probably the numbers would probably work in his favor yeah absolutely yeah but passing accuracy all this stuff probably work out chances might be created more you never know i, I remember you see what, what hazard said he think he's, he's the best thing that ever happened to hazard wow Damn, that's, that's, a, a, bar. that's, a, that's a bar. That's a bar. <laughs> um, that Hazard said to himself, he's like, "Hey, I, I, I love the guy." Yeah, I'm sure the players happen to me. I'm sure players in the field know, like, especially a winger. Yeah, I'm sure a winger like Hazard knows what kind of space he gets. Yes, and what 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 goes on when someone like Giroud is running in that middle, controlling that middle. Yeah, because they know he's yeah. gonna push the line. He's gonna win balls. Yeah, pause. Um, yeah, think about it. look. Look who he has. He has Hazard. What winger did we have this whole time? <laughs> uh, Aaron Ramsey or something? I don't know. <laughs> That's a midfield. Theo there. Walcott. Theo oh, Walcott. Oh, God. Uh, Legend. The, 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 the 15 year prodigy. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember some parts. He got called up at 6, 18 in 2002, and we're still waiting for the shine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, um, now he's playing fullback in Everton. Seriously. I remember when when uh, when, uh, <coughs> when um, Arsenal got Lacazette, I was like, yo, it'll be really dope to see uh, Lacazette and Giroud play together. I was like, that's, I was like, they can do damage with them two. T- uh, playing together, yeah, they, they and, mix it up, and and uh, if Ozil's not there, and I remember <laughs> that first game, they should get rid of Ozil and get Fakir. First of all, I said that. Now get out I of here. Talking about, I came <laughs> up with that right now. Okay, uh, I remember the first game last season against uh, Leicester. You yeah. remember that was like it was like a four three game or something like that. It was crazy. Um, and I remember uh, Lacazette came on with uh, Lacazette and Giroud were playing together for a little bit. And I, I remember I was like, "Yo, they are balling together." But you know what? You you remind me of a point. If you not not the season before Lacazette came because he played striker, but the season before that, mm. he played on the wing with Bafatini Gomez as the striker at Lyon, a big tall guy who could knock balls in. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. And, and Lacazette no, no. lit up that year. No, no, no. Uh, Bafatini Gomez was at Marseille. What, what was it? he played with a really tall striker? Because he played on the wing the year before he played striker. Maybe maybe the Traore from uh, Chelsea. Nah, he just came this year. I remember. Yeah, this is like this is like a, a nothing. Not it was like two years before he came. Mm. He played he, on the wing. He, I mean, I, they might have been running like a four four two sometimes, but I can't really. What, 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 what he was like the main striker. The biggest comparison that Lacazette was getting was to, was Henri was like here's this guy who he's a winger but we can convert him into a striker like Martial like is he a winger is he a striker yeah, yeah. He can play a little both I and think, I think that works well and what we're doing now because you see the fluidity 
I'm comfortable by, uh, by uh, going out to the left and letting Aubameyang run in. I'm well, comfortable well, dropping back and picking uh, the ball. I'm comfortable uh, tracking back on defense and pressing. Well, now here's my question though: How do you, huh? <laughs> How do you feel about uh, Aubameyang? Oh man! <laughs> Yo, don't don't don't, don't, don't let me go. Don't let me go first. <laughs> I feel I kind of feel bad for the guy because he's an out and out striker. Mm. But what he's willing to do, what I like about it, is he's sacrificing himself. I, you know what? I want to play striker, but Lacazette playing there could open up things for me. He can pull defenders. He can stretch defenders. Uh, open things up for me. So I don't mind playing for the wing. Uh, my issue with Aubameyang is on the defensive side. That's my only issue with him. Yeah, he's dead lazy. And I think that yeah. like that was that was not. I don't. I thought that was a dumb signing. I thought so it was stupid. a really dumb signing because you signed Lacazette, and last year he's playing it in and out, coming in and out of the game for Giroud and all that, and you know working into a position. And then he, this could be the year he could be a prominent figure. And instead of addressing something that Arsenal needs, like I don't know, a top tier like winger, an elite Center, winger, yeah, a proper winger, a proper winger since Theo Walcott, the legend. Um, you all you do is you get Abumayang, who kind of played winger in roles for Befabe, but then became pretty much a primary striker for that team. So it doesn't even work out. It doesn't even it doesn't even look right out there. I'm gonna tell you like this now. I, like that was we look better with Awobi in that spot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I like Awobi a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real. In the beginning of the season, Arsenal that would before they were bringing Lacazette in, Aubameyang was so bad. Now I'm a I'm gonna keep it real with you uh-oh, right now. Uh oh. I've been, this is rare. I've been saying <laughs> I've been saying for years that Aubameyang's <laughs> overrated. Caesar used to be like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, no, "That dude's overrated. He's overrated. He's, overrated. he's not even good he's enough. He's not even go stop. He's." Oh. I, I used to be saying overrated? he's overrated. I used to be I used to be saying he's overrated at BVB. He was scoring goals over there, but I remember watching a couple of games. I'm like, he's not special. He's just fast, allegedly. Until I seen Nacho for Real Madrid run him down two times. I'm like, I thought this guy was fast for real. He's he's normal. Nacho just hopped him. It was because you, you can just normally drop twenty plus goals a year, right? That's pretty normal. Absolutely, yeah. In Bundesliga, it's nothing. You're tripping. Dog. There's no good strikers but, there. Somebody's gonna think score about them. it like Mario Gota, where it's like, okay, here's Dortmund, here's our system. You excel in this system. Okay. Now we're outside of the system. Yeah. And and, and, like Alex and, and, and so now, okay, so what you say? So what you said <laughs> about him sacrificing himself? I I'm like dog. You, you you cannot take Lacazette off the field. Like, you just can't do it. He's the best yeah. player on Arsenal. He's the best player. Lacazette, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Aubameyang, if you want to play, you better get in this in the three of this 4-2-3-1, dog. You better get in there and do your thing. And and honestly, I think that's his best opportunity, even though he's not proper over there. But he's long yeah. leg and he has some speed. He can do some overlaps. I think that's fine oh, for them. Oh, oh, he has some speed? He has some speed, but he ain't elite. It's a, a situational player. Who are we playing against? Are we playing against a team that we can exploit their back line? Let's play them. Yeah, uh, playing a team are we you playing against a team who, who's better than that? Okay, let's put a Wobie in to press uh, and play defense. Yeah. Um. What, what do you What do you think about uh, a Mkhitaryan? My My issue with with Mkhitaryan and uh, a lot of players was that. You coming from Arsenal Wenger was kind of like do what you feel and interpret the game for yourself. And now you're in the system, <laughs> huh. you're starting to see guys adapt to the system. I'll be honest with you, he's not a winger. Mm. 
to me, I think he's better suited playing in the 10 role. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I absolutely like agree. It, I absolutely agree. Uh, you know, because he can create like he can create like Ozil, but he will track back and he will at least attempt the press. Yeah, he's fast opposing too. Uh, uh, center backs and defensive midfielders. I'll never forget. I watched uh, a Champions League game like three years ago um, when he was on uh, BVB, and I was like. I was like, damn, who's this guy? I was like, sheesh. He was like playing a 10 over there. Yeah. He was really, no, he's, really he's good. Up. Like, I don't yeah. like commits at a right mid. I, I really think it's it's like, you're to me, you're doing a disservice. You're not getting to utilize a guy good on the ball. But you can't even put him there because you already have Ozil starting. Well, Ozil hasn't played the last few games. Now, okay, I, I should have asked you this before we got into these players. But um, when 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 when, uh, when PSG fired, uh, what's his name, Unai Emery, and when they said he's going to Arsenal, I remember telling Caesar, I was like, you know what? Honestly, like, I didn't like Unai at PSG at all, but I was like, I think he could have some success at Arsenal. Why? Because he wants to, pl- he he prefers to play a 4-2-3-1. That's what he wants to do. And that's what he did a lot at Sevilla. And, and oh, yeah. he, he, he wanted to do that at uh, PSG, and then it led to penalty gate. And it just was like, you got to run a 4-3-3. <laughs> like, I, I think with those players at PSG, you need to run a 4-3-3. Just relax. You're not, you're not a genius. Just run a 4-3-3. That's what your players want to run. And, and that's yeah. kind of what happened. Like, he wanted to run another uh, formation, kind of, and have different players on the field. And they were like, dude, we're running a 4-3-3. Relax. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I'm but, team Neymar. Yeah, here at my will. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, honestly, sometimes you have a player that's so good and talented, you got to put him in the position that they need to be at. Yeah. Um, but when when they said he's going to Arsenal, I was like, I can see that really working because he speaks English, um, and he tactically he wants to run something that works in EPL, and they have decent players there. What What do you think yeah. about Unai so far? I, I like the guy. I, I think the 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 Neymar situation and the situation at PSG is kind of toughening them up. So that he, he's coming here and he's like, hey, guys, this is the system. Either you fit or you don't. Either you conform to the system, believe in the system, or you don't, you won't play. That's what that whole bus up with Ozil was about. Ozil didn't have a cold. He wasn't sick. He was told by Emery, you're not going to play. You're going to sit on the bench. Oh, I don't want to sit on the bench. Well, you can go home, sir. And, and that's what I like about the guy. And you got to think about it. The man won Europa League titles. That's three. not easy. That is a tough competition to go three, through. Three he in a row. He beat in the final. Yeah, three in a row he won. Yeah. You know what? It'd be really cool if they did get uh, Carlos Baca. Carlos Baca. At, at, I like at, at, at Arsenal? Is a, they got so many player. strikers, dude. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like yeah, I'd be kind of cool to have no, him. Dude, like a, he's, no. a, he's like a, he's, he's like the South American Giroud man. No, stop that. <laughs> okay, so, so. We need we need more depth in other areas. I would love to bring you like I was going to ask you ship some guys out. And yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you like what uh, like what are the areas you think Arsenal needs to add? I, I I have some thoughts in mind too. But what are what are like the what where do of you course, think where do you think they need course, to improve? Oh, uh, wingers, of course, wingers, and we need a a proper attacking midfielder that fits what Emery wants to do. Mm. We need to. That's why, in my opinion, we should. Ship Ozil on, play Mekatarian or Ramsey in that spot, mm. and then uh, go out and get uh, either a, a six or eight that that can fit in that system. A, a guy who can basically be both. Like well, think of Ever Benega. Ever Benega, if you go back and look at that Sevilla yeah. team, he literally played in all three of those center midfield positions: you know, attacking, he, holding, all that. He, he's, he's a versatile guy that can do that. Benega's a baller. 
He's a baller, but yeah. he's but he's but he's. I'm gonna keep it real to you. Ever Benega is just his attitude isn't good for England, dude. He, he's got <laughs> issues, honestly. Ever Benega will get a red card like it's nothing, yo. Like he's a yeah. yellow card. He loves. They, they love that in EPL, though. No, nah, but like the dudes will be too mean to him, and he'll like kill somebody. Honestly, I, I, I yeah. can't really see. Ever Benega need to be somewhere a little bit more ratchet. Even North London, like nah, dude. Just want to get like Verratti or something. Well, okay, no, okay, now them playing the four two three one, the two and the, the back and that, the two, Guendouzi and Lucas Toledo are amazing. So, but I want those two should play together. Those two yeah, guys absolutely. Play Guendouzi, together. get okay. rid of Brandon Xhaka. Yeah, okay. Now, I wait, because I, we're going to go off when we talk about that. So, let's just stick with the positions. <laughs> let's stick with the positions you think. Because I'm thinking they really need a, a center back, like somebody at the at the oh, back, yeah. dude. Yeah, no, 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 no more uh, murder soccer. He's not there no more. <laughs> Is he's he so bad? No, they got who are they starting? So- no, Socrates got hurt, so it's uh, yeah. Holding and Mustafi. Mustafi. Oh yeah, Mustafi. Right. Holding's not bad. Holding's not bad. Holding is kind of what he's athletic. He can play on the ball. He can make a pass. He has a little speed to him to track back. He can cover the ground. Mustafi is the guy I take issue with because in 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 every system when the when the wing backs push up. The center back is there to cover ground and stay back. He's there to read, make read, uh, make reads, cut off pass angles, and turn the ball back over to the offense. Mm. What Mustafi likes to do is, there's the ball, there's a guy coming, I'm going to take off running towards it and try oh, to yeah. intercept he, the ball before the guy gets forward. there. Mm. You saw that in the Chelsea game, how he just got smoked. You got smoked by Murata. <laughs> <laughs> Murata's kind of fast, though. Who, who else is Morata smoke this year? <laughs> I, I got no answer. Not many. John Stones. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, I've been screaming for a center back for years, man. Like uh, Koulibaly from uh, Napoli. Ooh. Could you imagine Koulibaly. that dude? Like, oh, oh, my yeah. God. Like, Koulibaly. I'm going to pack his bag to him if we bought him. Koulibaly would be unreal. Honestly, and, and, you know, Koulibaly with Socrates would be cool because – Socrates, what I like about him, he's he's pretty like versatile. He's like I like him. He like he's like comfortable distributing he, that ball. Did did he hurt his knee or something like that? I thought it was a serious injury. It, I think it, I think it was in a Europa League game. I don't think it was that serious. Oh no, okay, because I thought it, I thought it was a serious injury for some reason. It's, it's, it's not extended, but you know what? Speaking of Socrates, what I like about him is he, he's not afraid. He's oh, yeah, even he out there hard. yelling at Mustafi, like you know, you see him out there yelling at guys, like, "What are you doing? Why are you there? Why are you doing this?" <laughs> well, they, both, they both speak German, so um, <laughs> you, you know who else? I think I might have said this before, but um, I don't know if that'll happen. But um, I will. I was thinking that Arsenal get um, well. This is back when Wenger was there, but um, to get a uh, Kimpembe from PSG. Oh damn! I thought Kimpembe that would have been really oh my good. God. Are we brothers, bro? Are we brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Kimpembe would be a great signing. He made a move when they when PSU played Liverpool in the Champions League. The the guy they were uh, PSU were passing the ball at the back, and uh, Kimpembe made a move, and I was like, "That was a center back, man." <laughs> he shook off one of the pressing forwards and got the ball back up field. I, I, hey, I would trade Ozil for him. I would well, do it. Oh, absolutely, hell yeah. absolutely. Any team that might have to pay a little more too. Okay, <laughs> we we okay we we like went off about Ozil. Actually, Caesar went off on Ozil in the, uh, in, I had in, to. in the World uh, Cup. In the World Cup, Caesar went off on Ozil. I'm telling you that that disrespect. I had to disrespect. I couldn't handle it. Watching, you know, it was just a really annoying that how awful he played <laughs> and people were defending him. It was making me lose my mind. Like Caesar said, it's good that they were racist against him. <laughs> he deserved. <laughs> no, wait, what? <laughs> 
It's just like I never seen a guy be so committed to not doing anything. <laughs> and like in my experience in playing in my life, that guy always got subbed and I'm like, how is this like the ninety first minute and he's still kicking it here? I don't get it. Like Yeah, I, I don't either. He ha- he has no he doesn't have anything past third gear. He's oh. straight third gear all day, and just because he does a nice like, remember when you, you noted it, you're like, "Oh, I saw him do a nice pass." I'm like, "Yeah, that was one <laughs> nice pass," and we played ninety four some minutes against South Korea. I don't want that out of you. you. Everybody keeps dropping the same highlight clip of him juking out some player out of uh, a, like a, a, a hungry or hungry. I'm like the one game he turned up was against like a team I never heard of in my life. But the, when we're playing week by week, two times. A week sometimes uh, Monday night football over there in, in England doing nothing. Yeah, no, nothing but back passes yeah. inside and, and passes to someone to lob it in. The only time I seen Ozil, I swear to you, Dro. The only time I seen Ozil kind of turn up this season was when he was when they brought in Lucas. To- I forgot what game it was. They brought in Lucas Torreira. And I was like, I feel like Ozil's kind of like feeling like a little bit like, oh, damn, this guy's really good. Let me try to like do something. And I felt like he wasn't passing him the ball either. <laughs> I forgot what game it was. Man, what game? We had, we, uh, it was, I think Terrell did come in the game. We broke the play up and we were on the counter. And I think Aaron, did Aaron Ramsey score? No, it was the, it was the, it was the play when Ramsey, I think Ramsey passed it to, Man, who was on the wing? I forgot. And Locke is there. I mean, um, Ozil just happened to be standing there. And I'm literally screaming at my television, get out of the way. Like, <laughs> you're not involved in this play, man. No matter what you do, no matter how close you stand, you're not involved in the play. Don't try to toe-poke a pass to somebody. Uh, get out of the way, man. Yeah. Because he, he holds up play. Well, once we break it up in midfield and we're on the counter, he literally receives the ball. Okay, the Fulham goal, the, that amazing goal that Ramsey scored. Mm-hmm. That would have never been Mesut Ozil. Oh, never. Oh, no, 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 no. Stopped the ball, put his foot on it, looked around, and then tried to make a play. Honestly, I think that Mesut Ozil has talent. Right, but, 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 like, what we were talking about one of these past episodes is, like, yeah, me and you were saying it, and then um, Matez was disagreeing. I think he needs to go play in Syria. His, his his skill set yeah. is good for sure. He's just he too he plays too slow for he's EPL. He's very very conservative. Yeah, he plays too slow for EPL, and, and but I think he has skills. Yeah, I think he's I think he's crafty too. Yeah, I think he can yeah, do he, he can, can do that. Cracking. But it's just EPL is just too turned up for him. Yeah, and, I, I think he, like if you put like let's say you put Ozone like Juventus, and then you have somebody like no, he's not that he's not that good. He's not that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he starts. But I'm saying, like, hey, you know, we have a Champions League game. We need somebody to play against us. No, we have a Cup game. Put him in a Cup game. If you put him in a team like that, where you have, like, Kadira and McTweedy behind him, protecting him defensively, and you have proper wingers like Quadrado or um, Douglas Costa in front of him, you put the ball in front of him, he also needs to be protected by excellent players that excel at what they do. Yeah. I I was saying that, that he should go to Milan. Um, somewhere like that where the expectations aren't that high. Yeah, Milan would be a cool signing. Yeah. That'd be really cool, actually. But, I mean, his wage is going to be way lower, but, like, the fact that this guy is getting paid that much and he's just, I mean, I mean. Kicking it. He's just, like, <clears throat> so lazy. I'm like, yo, dude, like, I don't know how, what dirt he got on all these other players. I would be screaming at him, like, 
you need to start playing, dog. We're playing for our lives. Uh, uh, Boomiang plays for Dagon. Uh, 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 who does he play for? In, Gabon. In South... no, oh, yeah, Gabon. Not... He plays for Gabon? Yeah. I thought he played yeah. for... Uh... Gabon. Uh, a boom yeah, his, yeah his blue, dad, white, yellow. His dad just got into like a big controversy with the Gabon F8. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that too. Like, dude, this dude. His played. dad and his brother, right? Yeah, he's so playing. It's like this, the, the every match, every league season, every cup competition. That the the greatest achievement that a bone man could ever hope to accomplish in football. Dog, he played a daggone country for a country that you, you got slave port fortresses. I need Ozil to turn up, dog. <laughs> if you can't tell me if I'm from who 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 else is on that daggone team? Uh, uh, who else played for them? If Lucas Torreira is, is from Uruguay, is uh, small. Uh, oh, I will be from yeah. Nigeria. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, will be. He's like, dude, you. Niger. We trying to get concrete. <laughs> You yeah. need to. Uh, we need to kids, win. Kids in my country are kicking the ball around hey, on concrete you, you, with a ball made out of socks. You, you know? played youth sports on grass. Yes, you're from Germany. <laughs> in Germany, That's cute. Hoffenheim. Yeah. I with Prince Botang. You feel me? I'm like, nah, dude. Like, if I gotta go back to Gabon, I know, I know, a boomiang never been there for real. If I gotta go back and take that boat, and we gotta pass that slave fortress, I'm gonna kill you, Ozu. You gotta kick this damn ball. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Though I think he was—he was a guy, and that's part of the culture of the locker room. I think he was a guy that was protected by Arson. Everyone kind of knew that. Oh, that's one of Arson. That's Arson's mm, main mm, guy. Mm. No one say anything or say anything to him. Yeah. Now what you're seeing in the team is the culture's changing. Are you going to adapt and fit in? Well, not. Well, we'll move on from you. Uh, uh, Go back and watch that Fulham game. You see. Even Granite Jaka stepped his game up a little bit. Everybody he, was he balling, back. Yeah. And, and honestly, you see guys like Serrera and Awobi, and they're just running their hearts out and getting applauded by the crowd for their hard work. Mm-hmm. That type of – that infects the, the entire locker room. And, and, and honestly, you walking around with your head down, uh, looking around, slowly brushing your hair from your eye. Get off the pitch, Face man. all red. And, and, and honestly, uh, even that Fulham game, because I watched that game, it wasn't as uh, – like the score was like five one, if I'm not mistaken, or six one was yeah. it? Five one. It was five one. It wasn't as easy in the beginning though. Fulham was yeah. Fulham came to play. They were playing for for a little bit before them goals started going in. So yeah. and, and honestly, I think if Ozil was there, you're not gonna get that. We would have lost. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, honestly. Or at least be a draw. Arsenal's yeah, we doing lost. Arsenal's doing amazing and literally Mesut Ozil is like just uh a, a slow cook vampire sucking money and and like uh air like imagine if you had because sadly I don't think uh Unaya started Guendouzi and Torreira together right no he hasn't I well, think they have been on the pitch at the they have but they, but, they, but they haven't started doing a Chelsea game they were on the pitch at no what a Chelsea? few games a it few... was a game where, I think it was, it was a game where they got subbed out and. They were on the pitch at the same time. Yeah, yeah. When Doozy's issue is that he's still young, you can see him game by game getting more comfortable in the role, and he's starting to understand his role. I think by the end of the season, he will be the starter. I, yo, and, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I, I um, when I watched that first uh, Arsenal game, the season against uh, City. They're, um, they're like, oh, some guy, Gunduzi from Lorient. I'm like, who is that guy? I'm like, from Lorient. Damn, I was like, this guy went from League Duh to Arsenal? I'm going to watch this guy. 
and yeah. I, and honestly, I've I've done the Gwenduzi tracker. Oh yeah, I've been doing the Gwenduzi tracker. Um, and that first game, and I remember telling you, I was like, that first game, I'm like, this guy, he made some mistakes, and like Raheem Sterling showed him that it ain't no game. But like, yeah. I'm like, but that guy's good though. I'm like, he's getting stuck in there, and he's like, he wants to make uh, uh like good like like uh, searching passes. I'm like, that guy's oh, good, yeah. and 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 even it's only been a few games. Like, whenever Gunduzi's in there, I'm like, that guy is has has a lot of potential. Whoever scouted him, I'm like, that guy deserves a medal because at 19 years old, he's a baller, yeah. dude. They have the confidence to do that. Like, oh, you know what? I made a mistake, but guess what? I'm going to make up for it. Especially coming I'll out of the second league. By, but I'm going to shoot a you know twenty yard pass through a gap onto onto somebody's feet. Absolutely, that. yeah. And Toreda too. And Toreda's, I mean, Toreda was already a monster uh, playing for uh, was it Sampdoria or Sassuolo? Sam- yeah, Sam- it was uh, Sampdoria. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he was already doing his thing. He's from Uruguay. He 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 watched Cavani. So, oh you know, my god! You know, he, he's he's around Cavani, so he's oh going to be good god. already. Shut up. But uh, as you can see, Cavani's my guy. But um... <laughs> hey, hey, I, PSG are doing that man wrong right now, man. Cavani should leave, man. PSG are kind of like the sit there and let Neymar run and dictate that team, man. Like, oh, no. Okay, that's the narr- okay, that's the narrative. I've watched like every PSG game for the past like four years. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's the narrative. But but it, 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 it's it's being overblown. Trust me. I think, think so? uh, I think it's being overblown. I seen some stat they're like, oh, like Mbappe and Neymar are passing to each other, or like what I'm like, yo, dude, like I'm watching the game, everything's fine, you know. The only thing they, they started saying that because um, in the game, this last game where Kimpeme got a red card, they took out Cavani. I'm like, even well, though, even yeah, though, of course you would, yeah, I, I, like even though I don't like it, I would rather take out Di Maria because he's a ball loser, um, but. But it makes sense to take out the center forward. And there, that's yeah. when, like, the narrative started, like, oh, the, the, the Cavani. I'm like, dude, Cavani is a center forward. Even in that game where uh, Mbappe scored all them goals and then they end up taking him out, he had some good plays that game already. He had, he had, he had given, like, a couple of dimers already. PSG is not, in my opinion, they're not doing anything to Cavani. The, the, the biggest thing is they don't really have anybody that's a center forward that can back him up. Chupo Moting that kind of yeah. brought as a backup, but he can't even compare. I, 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 the narrative right now is that like, oh, if Cavani was going to leave, honestly, he should have left when when Zlatan was there. That's when he was being done wrong. How hardcore? Yeah, uh, like I mean, harder than ever. I remember watching a game against Trois, and I think they won like nine to one or something like that. And I swear. Zlatan told everybody don't pass the ball to Cavani. I, I know that for a fact. Like there was plays where I was like, yo, that is Whoa. on purpose, dude. Like I swear to God, I'll never forget that game. Um, I can believe it. I oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, and knowing Zlatan, Zlatan, I can sure. believe it. I, I remember text uh, tweeting at Jonathan Johnson. I'm like, you're gonna. I was like, you gonna sit here and tell me that somebody and tell them not to pass Cavani the ball. He was like, oh, it, it, it did kind of seem that way. I'm like, of course. But if he didn't leave back then, I don't think he has a problem playing with Neymar and kind of, he, he's not a superstar he, guy. He, he's, un, he's unappreciated. He he is underappreciated by, okay, in my opinion, he's underappreciated by like some of the fans that don't really know the sport very well. Mainstream fans. But I think the people yeah. that go to PSG games, like those fans in the building, I think they appreciate Cavani a lot. And it took a while for them. And I think the media, 
well, at least like Jonathan Johnson, I got him to start respecting Cavani. But uh, yeah, but they like to make the, anything surrounding Neymar has got to be controversy. They're making a controversy between Neymar and Mbappe, where Which there's where, where there's none there. So, so you're in a Neymar camp. You're you're pro Neymar. In in what regard? In, as far as his antics and I can't say nothing because Caesar Caesar's right here. I can't say nothing. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean honestly, like last season, n- nobody kept it more real about Neymar on the, like like we were keeping it real about Neymar. Um, I watched every game last year. I watched him. There was, there was, you, you were, you were critical of him when it was, when, when it, was it was necessary, necessary, when it was necessary, such as his injury, yeah, yeah. such as those behaviors. Yeah. When, when he got injured last year, I was like, yo, I watched it. That was his fault. He was, he, he was starting to do a lot of drifting backwards with the ball and, and <clears throat> to his credit. Okay. Last drifting year, and taking hits. last year he was taking way too much contact and he was drifting back with the ball with PSG. And yeah. then in the world cup. He was wilding out. Oh, he was. <laughs> he, he was, was wilding he was out. Some sauce. He was wilding out. <laughs> to his credit, those uh, three behaviors this season have changed. Honestly, like he has. I, and I'll be honest with you, I, I've only been able to see PSG be a Champions League. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm when I'm my perception of them is developed from watching Champions League uh, games yeah. due to the issue with uh, you know DN and all cable providers in America. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Caesar Caesar been watching uh, Neymar since he was like twelve or something like that. Caesar from down. <laughs> How long you know Neymar since he was? Y'all got the same last name. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> we all got the same name. Caesar been watching Neymar since back when he was at uh, uh, Santos. Uh, Santos. Yeah. Um. You know what? What have you seen from Neymar? Develop? I think that like, I think. Okay, like Neymar, Neymar, I think has kind of always lived that like unfair, unfairly criticized life. But to be honest with you, a lot of it was kind of like brought on himself. Mm. Like a lot of it, and and not to say like, I think that before Barcelona, it was brought on himself. But after the Barcelona what, transfer, what, what, wait, what about what about being what about before Barcelona? Did he bring it on himself? How? No, I mean, I, I mean, it, I'm I'm saying like the transfer from Barcelona to Paris was unfair. But I think the Barcelona one was because. Like his like when he came from Santos to mm-hmm. Barcelona, I think that in the beginning, like when he was doing some of the extra stuff, like doing the rainbow flicks, I'm like, look, dog, like, like I don't like don't I don't feel bad for you if you're getting taken out, like, yeah, yeah. like, you, like, like, in Brazil. yeah, like when, when you do, when you're doing the rainbow flick, like that's dope, it's cool for the 10 second IG IG highlight clip, but when you get taken out. I don't feel bad for you, so even, don't don't try to make me feel like I'm supposed to feel bad for you. And even in Brazil, like yeah, people think like oh in Brazil they do that stuff. Like no, nah, in Brazil no. they take people out. No, too. no, no, no. If you if people, oh, yeah. and everybody says does not watch Serie A Brazil. They do not watch that league. No, they go like, hard. Like like there's players that do that, and them players be getting jacked up sometimes. I, it ain't it ain't I, all gravy I, down there. It's I, not it's not oh, like yeah, Har- it's like. not Harlem Globetrotters down there. That's what they think it is. They think it's Harlem Globetrotters. They're they're, they're yeah. Santos and Flamengo smashing everybody. No, I remember they some dude. They said like he like uh, kicked the ball up and put it on his head during the game. Yeah, he, like tried to, his, he tried to do kick, he, he tried to do the seal dribble yeah. and he damn near got assassinated. Yeah, the dude kicked him in the chest and he like never played again or something yeah, like that. Uh, it's just, yeah, like um, uh, the thing is, is like in 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 Brazil, um, like he he had a really small frame, but he was literally doing a lot of the. I didn't actually talk about the show. He had a lot of the characteristics, the things he was doing in Brazil. He was doing first year PSG. He did a lot of the tracking back. He did mm. the looping runs from deep left yeah. into the middle. But like 
And like it, it, it will, of course, in like Santos, it worked. But I think that like a lot of that behavior was kind of a lot of attitude based more than system based. Mm. And not to say it's like yeah. bad attitude, but just like his attitude as a player. Because for what it said, some of these players, you talk about their bad attitude. Whatever, that's what makes them so elite, though. Like sometimes the, yeah. other yeah. skill set, you know. Like so, I think that. But for sure, I think the media is really like they they really enjoyed how much press they were getting and, and tension and clicks they were getting from Dog and Neymar last year that like continuing the narrative they think they're gonna it's it's like pushing this even though like this year Neymar I agree with you is a lot different like Absolutely. like the when they talked about the like the they dropped a video like the picture on Snapchat everywhere was like with him, with him oh, looking at Mbappe like jealous I'm like yo did you watch the game they look like best friends the whole game Absolutely. the only times they they didn't look best friends is when we've who we've, we've all played sports I can play my best friend and still get mad that I didn't get a pass. That's yo, normal. Yo, there was a play yeah. in that game. There was a play in that game when, when Neymar scored them four goals. I'm not even joking. This is the stuff that they don't say in these uh, articles and all this other shit. There was a play. Mbappe's... They're on a the counter. This is. I think this was before um, Leon even got their red card, maybe. They're on a the counter. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Mbappe's running. Neymar's on his side. Mbappe has, like, the cleanest cross to him like they're they're not even that far away from each other this is the cleanest Neymar's in the perfect position and Mbappe shot it and Neymar was like yo <laughs> like, Neymar was like dog that's what Caesar does to me when we play FIFA uh, I mean uh, that, that's what my kid does my kid can score like a goal or two yeah. and then like his teammate scores three and he's upset because the teammate scored three <laughs> the guy you want. so so like th- like if if there was going to be any rift between them, I swear to you, Neymar would have stopped passing him the ball after that because yeah. that was like the clearest one. Because especially that game, because that the narrative started after that game when Mbappe, Mbappe scored the four goals. Mbappe had a bad game before he got those goals. Trust me, I, PSG is the team I watch. Everybody want to give someone a nine point five rating for four Yo. goals, but give him a five point two for not scoring anything. I'm like, you didn't watch the game, yeah? Dog. Seriously, player <laughs> ratings are clickbait, um, but. That game, Mbappe was playing really bad. Like, he had a bunch of really wide-open shots, and he just missed them, or they got saved. But it was, like, because he didn't place them that well. But all of Mbappe's goals, basically, were, like, from Neymar. And then, in Mbappe's fourth or third goal, I can't remember, he was trying so hard to give it to Neymar. <laughs> he was, like, trying so yeah, hard. To, he was, like, here, dude. And, then, and like, like Neymar's, Neymar's got, like, the shot got blocked, and then it fell to Mbappe. So... All of that stuff, like, honestly, that's just, like, hella clickbait. Yeah. Like, hella clickbait. We don't do I, that I guess here. my only small thing with, with Neymar was probably, if you look, when they won the Olympic gold medal and his role on that team as more of a, I'm going to be a decoy and facilitator for guys like Gabriel and uh, other guys on the team. Well, if I make this run, it'll open up space for this guy. And then to see him in this past World Cup, it was like, Neymar receives the ball from Marcelo, and it's like Neymar, man. If you tuck in, you make your run. You let you can let Marcelo overlap you, and that creates a scoring chance. And it's like you can see Marcelo's hesitation coming up the pitch, where it's like, "What are you going to do, Neymar? Are you going to stand? If I pass you the ball, are you going to stand there and dribble, do a bunch of step overs? Like, what are you going to do? So I know what to do." Season, that was my season. only thing. Was like Neymar, like, bro, like you're so talented, you're so skilled. If you just play within the system and trust your coach, 
it will everyone to score goals, man. I see Caesar watched the Olympics and, I'm a, and he wants to respond. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, no, like you know, I think that the the fundamental difference in that is though we're talking about like Neymar Olympic on the U twenty playing like the U twenty five team or I think it was U twenty four something like that. Only players up to twenty four years old could be on that team, and it's a coach I've never seen in my life who was like the youth team coach compared to playing for for um, uh, uh, the senior team with Marcelo and all those guys. Well, think about Neymar, you know, like, in that position, that's two different roles he had to play. I think that, and, you know, Gabriel Jesus did not play good at all in the Olympics. He was completely non-existent, had zero goals. When he was talking all that mess, saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be the golden boot. I'm like, uh, okay, opposite. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, Neymar, though. Like, who's, who's the guy that scored all the goals? Was it Luan? Was that the guy? Yeah, that Luan for Grêmio was Balling. Oh my god, he was so good with that crazy neck tat. He was balling. Um, the, th- <laughs> the thing is, though, like in that role, though, like in Olympic Neymar, everybody in the the best player in the Olympics was Neymar. Everybody knew this is his team. So him being a decoy is just like perfect in that role. Like gives everybody else space. These guys are coming out of Brazil. They're turned. They got. They're they're ready to go. Um, they're yeah. wearing the jersey and they're trying to win the first gold. So it's like they're down. But I think with the national team, you know, adjusting from how Dunga was like, I'm going to praise Neymar, I'm going to give it to Neymar, everything comes through Neymar, and how that didn't succeed, and then transitions to the World Cup, and I absolutely agree. I did not like Neymar in the World Cup. I didn't think he played good. I was already concerned when you cried beating Costa Rica. I'm like, yo, like, I'm a keeper. I know the game's emotional. Yeah. I feel you. But, <laughs> but dog, like, I don't get on my knees in yeah. half half court and start bawling my eyes out like I just want it all. This group stage, yeah. my man. <laughs> it's group stage. Everybody was giving Brazil shit in the, in the 2014 World Cup for crying after. But I was like, it was a penalty shootout versus Chile. Chile was a baller team that year. Yeah, That's a hard game. This, though, yeah. this is too much. This is, I don't, so, you know, but also, one more thing. That Neymar that played really good in Olympics, that was Neymar Barcelona. And the last two seasons of Neymar Barcelona was literally incredible Insane. to watch. That was that was a guy who arguably, arguably could be top two in the world based oh, yeah. on his play level. Yeah. He was like, balling. When he was on that tr- a trio, three-headed monster with Messi on Barcelona, oh, yeah. headband Neymar, headband Neymar was unreal. Yeah, he was balling. You know, Neymar too, like um, during the uh, World Cup qualifiers, uh, before this last World yeah. Cup, he's playing really good. He was ridiculous. World Cup qualifiers, Brazil mean, he was, was ridiculous. It was unreal. I don't know what really happened in the World Cup. Like, I, I, I mean, who? <laughs> this is the thing about Neymar. Like, for real, for real. Like, it, yes, the man is top three in the world to me. Still, my opinion. He's at, at his best. It's almost unstoppable. Like, mm-hmm. literally, it is. But the thing is, is like, just like fourteen World Cup, just like this World Cup. I think sometimes, like, it's not, you know, there's pressure that's good for you and bad for you. And I think that yeah. he thinks that he's receiving this pressure well and he's trying to do more when I, he's not. I, I think he should be taking more of like a meditative state about it. Like, mm. I need to, like, this is the moment and let me, like, capture it. Not this is the moment. Let me grab it and throw it. Like, mm. I think it's, it's, he's doing, like, too much. Like, it's just too much building up. He knows the pressure wearing that jersey. He's rocking the 10. Everybody keeps giving him the, the fucking captain's band and I'm done with that. I'm done with the captain's band thing. So it's just, oh, it's, yeah, a, lot, totally it's a lot. It's ridiculous. I think that they, they should have picked somebody with a stronger personality. Uh, they, they, have they, 
They could have left it with, with, with Silva. Like, yeah, hey, you're the Silva, captain. Everybody listen to him. He's the captain. Silva's, uh, they even still call Silva captain. So I know the thing isn't that serious, but we all know in that locker room, uh, oh, yeah. When it's going down, no one's looking at Neymar. Say, hey man, what do I do? Oh, they're God. not doing that. Yeah. They're, look, they're looking at him to, to perform. Yeah, yeah, but I'm never turning to Neymar and going, "Hey man, I need it. What do I do?" Like, oh no, my no, God. no. What? They don't well, know. he's gonna start crying. Silver, He'll you look to Silva to come grab you and be like, "Get in there, dog." He's talking to the goal. He's talking to Allison. What should I do? <laughs> and, and, and the whole time, Marquinhos is smiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marquinhos is smiling. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, honestly, like I, I've, I've always liked Neymar. I remember when uh, when he was at Barcelona and. Messi got hurt, and I remember watching the PSG when when Barcelona came back and beat PSG six one. I was like, "Yo, that was all Neymar." He was unreal. Uh, it was insane. But I, I I don't think he did himself any no. favors this last the last this previous season with PSG no, and in didn't. the World Cup. He didn't. But before the World Cup, uh, when we did our last when we did a, on episode fifty, we did we made it awards, and uh, we had an award like uh, who needs you need to turn up, and I was like. I gave it to Neymar. I was like, you know, honestly, after the season with PSG, I think Neymar had something to prove still. Um, and the World Cup just didn't really work out. No. But, you know, he seems focused this year. The only really hard game they've had so far was Liverpool. He wasn't really, like, super effective, honestly. Um, so I, I, I still got to see moving forward. I don't know what we're getting yet, you know, That's fair. but I don't think that Neymar is a leader and I, I'm not no. saying it in a bad way. Um, I, I mean, it, some people, are, yeah, some, some people, people are, yeah, it's all good. And, yeah. and, and like, sometimes you got to build around, um, you got to build around your talent and sometimes you got to build around your leader. And I think it's up to the coach to be able to balance between who's a leader on the pitch and who's just, who's my talent. Um, I always said that like, yo, when you look at PSG, the the really, really intense guys, Thiago Silva and Cavani, those are the guys that are like super intense. You need yeah. to, like the coach got to pull those guys aside and talk to them sometimes. But like when you got Neymar, it's like Neymar, yo, go out there and, and destroy everybody. And look, everybody's behind you, everybody. But we'll see what happens. I want to, I don't want to keep talking about Neymar because I do want to ask you some more questions about Arsenal before oh, sure. we wrap up this episode. Uh, cause Caesar's about to sneeze or something. Is he falling asleep? No, I'm what? good. I'm, I'm just hyped. <laughs> <laughs> Caesar's talking about Brazil. That's his, that's his motherland. Okay. Um, what about America? <laughs> nah, dog. That's not my motherland. Nah. Caesar was just. Uh, you were just in Brazil this last January. I was from. Uh, I was there for three weeks in January. Yeah. You're, you're lucky you didn't get them uh, pictures on, on your WhatsApp. What, what do you? Uh, oh. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Everybody, I everybody the takes. Last guys, uh, episode about the Brazilian politics, man. And I was just like, ugh, like, ugh. It's, all, it's rough down there right now. Oh. Everybody wants to drop tourist pictures. I dropped the real gutter pictures. Oh, Caesar was sure. I was like, Caesar, I thought you went to. Uh, you went to. I thought you. I didn't know you went to Uganda. What the? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was uh, over there in Gabon chilling with uh, Abuma. <laughs> yeah, Abuma. You uh, don't know. You don't know the streets. Uh, <laughs> Okay, um, I wanted to ask you a couple of things. Okay, like, I want to talk about a couple more things about Arsenal. Um, sure. What are some? Who are some players you want to see? Like specific players you'd like to see Arsenal? Like realistically, Arsenal get. Like, let's get, give me, I'm, give I'm me, glad, give me. I'm, I'm glad get, you use that word realistically. Yeah, yeah. Give me, yeah. give me, give me three guys you'd like to see. Uh, them Messi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> boycott <laughs> and Messi. Who are you boycott Ronaldo and Messi. Here? <laughs> Uh, me personally, uh, one guy, and I I've, I've seen this on um, 
Matter of fact, I'm going to do a video tonight because I got into an argument with the Arsenal fan nice. about this player, and that's uh, Almiron from uh, Atlanta United. Okay. He, he's a he's a if you, if you notice guys that succeed in Emory system are that kind of South American midfielder. I, I'm not in a, I'm not an attacking. I'm a I'm a really good eight. Mm. I can go box to box. I can track back. I can press. I can cut off pass wins. I can also create chances and score goals. Number that I would love to have that guy on my team. Okay. Um, Victor Valdez. I, I said I talked about him in one of my videos. He plays uh, Marnarca's uh, Morelia. Mm-hmm. The same type of guy, South American guy. Um, he's a ten, but he's an Emory ten. I'll press. I'll cut off lane. Well, I'll create he, chances. I'll score goals. Where's, where's, and, he from, where's he from? Is it uh, He's from Chile. Chile. Oh, Chile. Okay. Chile. Yeah, he's, he's Chilean. And Almiron is Paraguayan. Okay. Um, I'm in on from Atlanta United. ATL. <laughs> and uh, another guy would honestly, I think if I think we have the money for him, and that's Koulibaly. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, that'd be solid. That'd be really solid. We mm. might have to spend, but and, and oh, you want to um, Kimpembe, and and that's another guy too. Guys that are going to come in and and fill in the role and help the team progress and growth. I'm tired of dead weight. Try the guys that don't fit the system. It seems like, a lot of guys like three that. system of goals still hanging around, you know? Yeah. Uh, Kimpembe, Emery made a big mistake uh, when when PSG played Barcelona in that uh, Champions League. Uh, in the first leg, when they won, I want to say 4-0, uh, he started Kimpembe with Marquinhos. Kimpembe was thugging. He was thugging. And then, and, and then the midweek, like before the second leg, they were like, oh, you had a really good game against Messi, blah, blah, blah. He was like... He said something like, you know, I joke around a lot. He's like, but when I'm on the field, he's like, I'm not scared of anybody. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, you saw that in his, that game when, against Messi. Like, it wasn't just like he had a good game. It was like he was fearless. And he was like, I, this this guy, it's almost like. A, I know he's only going to go one way. <laughs> it's almost like a wide receiver. It's like, I'm not even thinking about this corner. Like, the ball's mine. Yeah, my, my confidence level. It, like I talked about in the game against uh, Liverpool. You know Liverpool's sports. The pressure. You got Firmino running straight down. You got uh, Sturridge running straight at you. Mane running straight at you. And you literally, like, play the ball behind, spin around, spin around the guy, and pass the ball to the field. Or even the – I'm going to take an extra touch before I make a smart pass. Mm-hmm. Anybody else would get rid Just of that ball. that ball. Downfield, 30 yards. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kimpembe is very confident in his athleticism as well. And I think that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Probably. I feel the same way you do about him, like, oh, he gets his, like, immature, joking, kind of, like, yeah. class clown title, and it's like, no, dude comes to work, man. Yeah, no, he goes hard. Um, okay, what do you think is a good season for Arsenal this year? Like I say in my videos, I, I personally believe this. I, if we finished fifth and did well and won the Europa League, I would be okay. But the biggest thing I want to see out of this season mm. is the implementation of the system. Okay. Us moving guys on, getting rid of guys who are not going to fit the system, and then uh, selling the guys more that are going to fit the system. Uh, making those guys believe in the system even more. That's the biggest thing I want to see. I want to be able to look at us and go, that's the Arsenal. That's the Arsenal style of play. This is the way we play. This is the type of system we want. Oh, yeah, you press, we press too. So so, so if y'all, so you, finishing fifth, is, you're fine? They're sitting fourth. They're sitting fourth right now. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, but what, you, what I expect is, it's for teams to come on. And I'll be honest with you, because uh, somebody told me this, and, like I sound negative in my videos, and that's because who have we really beaten? Yeah, Our toughest competition true. was Chelsea and City, and, and we lost. lost. Yeah. We have Liverpool coming up. 
Yeah, that's true. As, as much as I make fun of Man United and troll the fans, we have Man United coming up. True. I you know you know until we until we start facing those tough teams and we can knock off some of those. So we still have. Oh my God, I hate this. I can't believe I'm saying this. We still have Tottenham to deal with. Yeah, that's funny because I was so, just going to say that. I, I was telling Caesar. I want to say recently, like. I think Arsenal. I'll, I'll be able to judge Arsenal when they play Tottenham. That's that's the game I want to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm more Tottenham. I would love to beat Tottenham, but I, I'm more afraid of Liverpool and what they. Oh, can you do, know, especially yeah. with our center backs. Yeah, no, I think I think other teams are better than Tottenham, but like that's kind of like based on these last few seasons, like it's like our, is Arsenal going to be better than Tottenham kind of thing? Like who's going to yeah, get that? It's spot? a battle for four. Yeah, so like. Oh, that's why I want to see if, if they can go out and like not necessarily dominate because Arsenal, I mean, Tottenham as a, as a decent team, but like kind of play their game and not make mistakes against Tottenham. Then, then, you know, that's what I want to see. And people think that Harry Kane is better than Lacazette and that's trash. Oh my, oh my God. I'm, I'm so, I'm really tired of the Harry Kane hype train. They, they talked about him uh, replacing uh, him who shall not be named at Real Madrid. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? They don't even play the same oh. position. Yeah, La Liga would, would teach him a cool lesson. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. He, can, he can't play in La Liga. He's no. slower than Nacho. Okay, so is a boomerang. Oh, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, um, uh, one more. Th- okay, what are you expecting about this game uh, Monday against Leicester? Next Monday, y'all got Leicester. And I remember Leicester beat y'all the second time last year. It, man, Leicester will always have a sore spot in my heart because that was our year to win the title, and we just completely just <laughs> dropped the ball. Y'all were second, y'all were second, right, that year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, Leicester... They have a new coach, new style of play. Um, I'm I'm a little nervous because it's coming back from the international break, and I mean I know we don't have big time players that play for big time nations, sure but don't. I'm always a little nervous coming back from an international break because I think Leicester only had what maybe one or two guys leave to go play for the England squad and they'll be back. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm hoping we can. I hope the streak is something that motivates them and not give them a sense of complacency. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, man, we, we ripped off nine in the row. What's ten? <laughs> and then we go out and get smashed. You know, like, yeah. I, I hope we still, you know, come in it with some sort of ambition and go win. And I, I think that I think we will under Emory. He's that type of manager. He's not sitting down on the sideline. He's on the sideline directing players. And if we know that, hey, if you're not playing, I'll yank you. Oh, so I, I'm hoping for another win. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you guys are better than Leicester, um, especially they're still starting uh, that Jamaican uh, West Morgan. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh man, I feel so bad for that guy, man. I don't know if he's still there or not, but <laughs> he is. He, he the game is passing by, and no one has told him that, so he's just getting smoked. He's collecting, collecting checks, man. Like a lot of DPL players are collecting sure. checks. Okay, what do you like? Alexis Sanchez, like I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna talk about uh, Hector Bellerin, but I feel bad because. I hate him, and I. And it, but 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 why? Mostly, but, but mostly is because I don't like EPL, and I'm like he's decent for EPL, but I'm just like I. I know like, like, he's good for EPL, but but I won't go into that. Okay, what what do you think about uh, your boy Terry on re uh, going to coach Monaco? I'm excited for the guy, man. I, I, I like Henri. Um I think he's what, what surprised me, especially with Belgium, that he was more tactically aware than what he was. Because you can literally see him giving direction during the World Cup. Even, you know, I, I will see players talk to Henri about 
uh, tactical decisions, what they should do versus what they should. Hold on, that's my kid calling. <laughs> okay, so um, you would see players come to him and ask him for tactical decisions, and I, I think I wish him the best. Yeah. Um, people sleep on League On, man. League On is a tougher league than people give it credit for. I mean, especially like tactic wise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I watch, I watch, especially the last two seasons. I watch League On a lot. Um, I mean, I really, I really enjoy league, watching League On, and, and people do shit on it. And Lacazette just said just today or the other day, like uh, that the atmosphere in League On games is much better than in England. And I feel him because one of these games, one of these Arsenal games, I think it was the game before this last one. I was like, yo, dude, like, the stadium is so quiet, yo. Like, <laughs> no, that's been an issue with our club for ever since we went into uh, the Emirates Stadium. I'll okay. never forget it was a, a Champions League game against Olympiacos, and Olympiacos came into the stadium, and they blew our fans out of the water. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was just... And you can, I can hear it on American television, and I remember, like, watching, like, Arsenal fan TV or something afterwards. And nobody was talking about that. And I'm like, guys, nobody's going to talk about it. Smash fan wise. I, I I just thought it was Chelsea that was that bad because I remember we would see like Chelsea fans, like a bunch of old people sitting there. I'm like, that's so boring, dude. Where's the the hooligans? I want to see fights in the stands. What's that about? But yeah, yeah, and and, and I remember like your fans, the, the PSG fans came to uh, Anfield and they were walking that place out. I'm like. Whoa, yeah, they were going hard, but 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 Lacazette need to relax because uh, Leon Ultras, I think, are uh, some neo Nazis. <laughs> there was some dude doing like Nazi symbols. They got no fans for one of the I mean, games. That was a weird video. I was like, oh god. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, shoot, that's uh, oh, good. Um, I guess before we yeah, sign yeah. off, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell everybody where they can find you? And oh stuff, yeah, yeah, your videos, yeah, absolutely. You know, damn, we should have put oh, that in the oh. beginning. My bad. Oh, my bad, guys. Uh, Drow the Gooner. You guys can find me on YouTube. I post review videos every week. And every other week, every once in a while, like I said, tonight I'm going to do a video. It's kind of like a, I do rant videos. And it's just my perspective on issues within the team, the squad, and with the, and within the Arsenal fan base. Hey, man, I'm looking forward to it, man. We got, you got to keep them coming, dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. You, like, you, uh, you know, things happen. You know, I got a kid going to practice and all that stuff. So. I feel you. But, uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start cranking them out. Yeah, I'll be looking for it. Because I enjoy it. I, 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 I love giving my opinion. And I love, I'm glad I met you guys, man. Because you guys, you sound like me. You feel like me. And it's good to hear somebody else who kind of thinks that way out of there versus the, you know, stereotypical, stale American soccer. Oh, or oh, gosh. Yeah, it's terrible. No, I, trust me. We we honestly started doing this because of how much we hate soccer media. And we were like, look, let's just try to do one episode. If it goes good, we'll keep going. And then literally, like, every Boom. time it just goes so hard. Yeah. Anybody anybody other than Alexi Lawless, man, I'm, I'm all oh, for supporting, God. man. God. Now that you said his name, uh, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, episode 79, we made a podcast. Really happy to have... Dro the Gooner, Dro under Dro underscore the underscore Gooner on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Find me on YouTube, guys. YouTube Dro the Gooner. Um, we'll try to. I think we can put like a link to it. We'll 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 link you up on the Instagram post, of course. Um, All right, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, absolutely. We, no, we appreciate you, man. This is our first time doing this, and we're happy to have somebody that's very knowledgeable about the sport, um, and 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 has similar background. Know what you're talking about. 
Um, the only negative is that you like Hector Bellerin, but uh, no, <laughs> he's Dude. vastly underrated. Oh, what his role is okay. Oh, he said, "I'm here for the hands." Okay, next time, <laughs> next time we have you on, we're gonna get it in. I'm but, down. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, episode seventy nine. We made a podcast. We made a podcast. We made a podcast. We made a podcast. Dot com. Check out Drew on YouTube. Check out his videos. He's going hard. Uh, yeah, gonna go ahead and sign off to Jim.